Hello world, my name is Vincent Arroyo and I will be bringing you a fight card breakdown for UFC 224 Nunez vs. Pennington um, in what I think should be a pretty dope fight. Um, look for a lot of great uh, fights to go on, especially early on before you even get to the main card. I'm not going to talk about the, uh, the uh, free fights, um, like the early, early fights, the first four fights. I am, however, going to get into the FX card, which I think is really exciting. Probably one of the better ones the UFC's had in a while. Um, four great fights with six legitimate mixed martial artists. Um, let's get into the first fight, which is going to be Elizen Dos Santos from Brazil, 18-5, and five, uh, versus Sean Strickland from the USA, also known as Tarzan, 18-2-1. Strickland should win this fight. The reason is, is because he's powerful, accurate. He's a decent striker with decent speed. Um, Dos Santos likes to fight with his hands low and likes to stay in close for the exchanges. Um, Strickland, I think, will knock him out in the latter rounds. Um, let's move on to the next fight, which is Davey Ramos, the Tasmanian Devil, with a record of 7-2, and two, sub submission specialist with powerful punches, Versus Nick Hine at 14 and 2. Um, I have mixed feelings about this fight. Uh, my analysis for each fighter tells me, you know, that they're both pretty tough guys. Um, I'm gonna just take a slight edge with Hine here, only because he's the more polished striker with excellent takedown defense, and um, he's patient. I see him as a, a really good counter puncher that has great feet and movement. I think he will ultimately get the best of the Tasmanian Devil. And he's also a pretty good wrestler. Um, so it, it, the reason why I said it was a tough pick was just because the Tasmanian Devil is a grinder. Um, sometimes he pulls off fights purely driven by pure determination and grit. Um, but like I said earlier, gonna have to go with Hine here. Um, but you cannot count Ramos out. But I, I, I'm gonna go with Hine just for my pick, pick sake. Uh, next we have number ten, Alasek Olenek, the boa constrictor at 52, 11 and one. Uh, total of 64 fights there. Uh, versus number ten, number 14, Junior Albany Baby, uh, 14 and three. Um, Olenek. 64 fights guys with 52 wins his jiu-jitsu is amazing um he he allows people to take him down you know just so he can get to the ground and work his jiu-jitsu because his striking is dog shit he's not a good striker um on the other hand on the other side of the ring you got um albany albany who's a counter puncher who likes to tempt you with his feet by closing the distance just enough to get you um to let punches go where he can start landing counter punches. Um, I watched a lot of Albany's fights, uh, and I am not impressed with uh, his striking ability. His combinations are sloppy, and it doesn't look like he has a lot on his punches for his size. Um, however, I do see him as an up-and-coming fighter. Um, Olenek, the boa constrictor, is getting pretty old. He's still a warrior, um, but if the baby wants to win this fight, He's going to need to uh, win it on his feet, and he's going to need to land a lot of strikes early on and keep it on the feet. Um, so he should win the fight, probably by decision, if he keeps it on his feet. I don't see Olenek getting knocked out. Um, and if this fight goes to the ground, I, Olenek all day. 
Um, but if uh, Albany has uh, good coaches on his side, they will tell him, like, we're going to win this fight on our feet. Keep it on our feet. And if he does that, um, Junior Albany will win. Next is going to be Cesar Ferreira versus Carl Robinson, baby K. Cesar Ferreira is 13-6, and six, and he has been knocked out before. Carl Robinson, a.k.a. Baby K, perfect 6-0. He's an up-and-coming fighter with scary, explosive knockout power. I think we're looking at the next big fight star in the UFC, and we'll soon be watching this guy on the main card. He's got great takedown defense, and I almost feel like they put him against Ferreira just so he can get knockout of the night. This is an easy pick, guys, with Carl Robinson, Baby K, all the way um, with a first-round KO. Moving on, number 9, uh, B- Vitor Belfort versus number 12, Leota Machida. Belfort with a record of 26-13, and 13, Machida 23-8, and 8, both from Brazil. Um, after all these years, these fighters are both ranked, um, and I'm predicting that somebody's getting knocked out in this fight. I don't see either of these guys ever coming up to challenge for the title again, but they are both still very dangerous. Um, I feel that Machida is a smarter fighter, and I think that he's going to catch an over-aggressive Vitor Belfort, um, you know, with a nasty punch or kick and get the knockout. Um, So let's go with Machida by knockout, and then we see Vitor Belfort retire after this fight, guys. Moving on, we got John Lineker, a.k.a. Hansa Stones, at 30-8. Versus Brian Kelleher, a.k.a. Boom, 19-8. So, Lineker, excuse me. Also a bit of a wild puncher. compared. There's a lot of wild punchers on this card, but Lineker is probably by far one of the wildest punchers you will see on this card. However, he finds his mark with those wild punches. And when he does, guys just drop. They just, they go down. Um, Lineker finishes fights. There's a reason they call him Hands of Stone. He's also got an outstanding chin. Um, Brian Kelleher on the other side of the octagon is a good wrestler with good ground and pound. Um, also another wild but surprisingly accurate striker. Um, he flashes sometimes with a little bit of greatness, but I don't see it consistently enough to say that this guy's the next big thing. I also don't see Lineker ever breaking into the top, you know, three in his weight class or ever holding the title. Um, Because he's just not polished enough. But when he does hit people, they drop. They drop hard. Um, So I'm going to go with Lineker by knockout. Um, I don't think Brian Kelleher has what it takes. Mackenzie Dern, 6-0. Our first female fight of the night. Amanda Cooper, 4-3. Mackenzie Dern, 6-0. Remember this name. Mackenzie Dern. She has world-class jiu-jitsu. She's a clean, powerful striker. And this this girl drops bombs with creative combinations, good head movement, great feet. Um, And she's been battle-tested, both in the UFC and on the world circuit of jiu-jitsu, world-class. She beat Gabby Garcia, that giant Amazon girl. Um, And the thing that's scary about Dern is watching her fights, she's getting better and better with every fight. If I were Amanda Cooper, I'd be very worried about this fight because the Dern she's going to get is going to be a new and improved Dern from the last tape she watched. Um, she's always she's always a new fighter. And I think she is a superstar in the making for sure. Um, it's hard to prepare for a fighter like Mackenzie Dern because you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you can't prepare and capital on mistakes that you may have saw on the film before 
because I can guarantee you they're not going to be there on fight night. And that there goes your game plan out the window. So Amanda Amanda Cooper is more like a don't give a you know what brawler um, who just wants to hurt you. She does want to hurt you badly with intent, which is good. Um, and I like to watch uh, her fight because it looks like a wild animal that's fighting for food, um, which is a good thing, but is also a lot of times her downfall or what I see to be her downfall because she gets too caught up in it. Um, she's too wild. Uh, she doesn't exercise, you know, that patience that you need to be a legitimate contender um, in the UFC. Uh, she does that with Amanda Dern, and um, Amanda Dern is going to drop her, um, knock her out cold. So another superstar in the making here, guys, Mackenzie Dern. Um, she's going to win by KO, and I'm predicting the first round knockout here for Mackenzie Dern. So let's get on to the co-main event of the evening. We have Jacare Souza, 25 and 5. He's ranked number two versus number five, Kelvin Gastelum, who's 15 and 3. Um, Jacare is the number two contender. And for good reason. He's well-rounded, he's battle-tested, and not to mention, dude's a physical specimen. The downside for Jacare, if there is one, is that he is getting older. Um, I watched a lot of his training videos in preparation for this fight, and just in his last two fights, I watched any videos I can find on, on you know his preparation and training for the fights. And what I noticed was... Is that especially in this fight for Calvin Gastelum is a lot of the guys that Jacare is training with, they're old, like late 30s, early 40s, some of them even with silver hair. I don't know if that's gonna make a difference, but if you're gonna be fighting a young, hungry Calvin Gastelum, you'd think that you'd get some young, hungry guys in there that wanna go toe-to-toe with Jacare, you know, to help prepare him for this fight. And I just didn't see that. Maybe there was some of that off camera, but I didn't see all the ones that on camera look like older guys. Um, that are, you know, winding down towards the end of their uh, mixed martial arts career. So on the other side of the octagon, you got a young, exciting, hungry striker um, that I eventually see, you know, coming for that top spot and getting a a title fight against Tyrone Woodley. Um, Another fighter right here in Kelvin Gastelum that evolves from fight to fight. So you never know what you're going to get with Gastelum. He's getting better and better every fight. The mistakes that were there on the tape before, are not going to be there um, in this fight. So it's hard to find when you're going to have opportunities to capitalize because you're going to have to just adjust to any new flaws you find in real time, which is very hard to do. Um, Calvin Gastelum, I think, is going to be um, you know, the winner in this fight here, unfortunately. I love Jacare. He's an awesome, awesome UFC fighter, one of my favorites. But I also love Kevin Gastelum. And, I mean... I have to pick somebody here. I'm going to go with Gastelum um, for the win here. But uh, although it could go either way because of Jacare, they do go down to the mat. Jacare does have world-class jiu-jitsu. But um, I'm expecting Calvin Gastelum to win this fight here and for Jacare to probably retire from the UFC. So moving on to the main event. Champ, Amanda Nunez, the Lioness, 15-4. Versus Raquel Rocky Pennington at 9-6. and six, The number 2 contender. Or the number 1 contender ranked at number 2. Uh, Amanda Nunez in my opinion. Is the best pound for pound female fighter. In, in, in UFC history. Um, maybe even in MMA history. She is dangerous. She's skilled with powerful striking. And knockout power. And most importantly. Killer instinct. There's a reason why they call her the lioness. 
this girl has killer instinct and she can tap into it at will um pennington at nine and six is a strong beefy kind of brawler who likes to grind her opponents out i do not believe she's polished enough to grind out and capitalize on the champ amanda nunez um pennington is ranked number two and nunez will show the world once again how far behind this division is and really anybody is to catching her um the only real champ possibility i see out there for for amanda nunez to lose is if she were to fight like chris cyborg but even then i think nunez has what it takes to probably even solve the chris cyborg enigma um so yeah i'm going to go ahead and stick with the jamp on this one she's a badass amanda nunez knocks out um raquel rocky pennington in round two um that's all my predictions guys for ufc fight card 224 um be on the lookout for my podcast it's called lucky for you that's what i like and it's going to be coming to you shortly so i'm going to talk about ufc hip-hop rap you know i might dabble in some politics books that i read so just a a lot of things that i like and uh, i might break down a thing so tune in if you like what you hear subscribe and uh, have a good day